Hello there, friend. Welcome to the podcast. I'd like to talk with you today about my conviction that we are likely in a season where there is a unique grace for repentance and renewal and restoration. What is happening in a macro-like way can be pulled right into the micro of our personal lives, and then it can spill out into our sphere of influence. I'm Brian Del Turco. Welcome to episode 270, a special Jesus Espresso episode. I'm hoping that these will be strong shots of kingdom caffeine to uh, power us through the days in which we live. We need, I know I need, a strong brew from the Father's Cafe, if you know what I mean. You can see the show notes page to take things further for this episode at jesussmart.com slash 270. An encouragement to go back and listen to episodes 268 and 269 with Michael Hoff of Digital Theologian, a Ph.D. candidate in Renewal Theology. Our theme was what the Asbury Awakening can mean for us. Michael helps us with history, how we can see past patterns of God's renewing work, and what that can mean for our time today. And then there's also an episode, Stephen Strang interviewing Dr. Jim Garlow, episode 267, an Asbury Awakening update. Now, coming up, we have Bruce Colbert. His vision is for men to reclaim their birthright to power and wisdom so they can create good lives, good lives for themselves and to gift to others. Now, on to the brew. Like in volleyball, a teammate will set up a spike and then another teammate will jump over the net and spike the ball, right? The setting up of a spike. And I'm wondering if what has happened recently at Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky is like that. In a sense, taking a little liberty here, but I'm wondering if the Holy Spirit is setting things up for a spike. We can't organize revival, G. Campbell Morgan said but we can set our sails to catch the wind from heaven when God chooses to blow upon his people once again. If I could add, God's people prime that potential with prayer, hunger, repentance. And I know G. Campbell Morgan would believe that as well. And Francis Schaeffer said that Reformation is a return to the sound doctrine of the Bible. Revival is the practice of that sound doctrine under the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to talk to you about repentance, refreshing, and restoration. Jesus told his disciples to go into Jerusalem in Acts chapters 1 and 2 and to wait for the Holy Spirit, to wait for power. And they went into the upper room. I think it was 10 days of prayer, likely praise probably discussing what they knew that Jesus had told them already, praying, and then the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. In Acts 3, Peter gets up under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, not a prepared homily, not a prepared sermon, a spontaneous, extemporaneous message under the unction of the Holy Spirit. Here's what he told the people because they were convicted. He said, repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus, 
whom heaven must receive until the time for restoring all the things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets long ago. I want to underscore those three words there that begin with R, repent, refreshing, and restoring. My friend, there's a way that things work in God's economy. What I mean by God's economy is that the way that he works, the way that he has set things up. And repentance and refreshing and restoration is one of those kingdom dynamics. And I believe that we are in a Kairos season. What do I mean by Kairos? It's simply one of the New Testament Greek words for time, which means an opportune time or a window of time that must be taken advantage of. It must be redeemed. The scripture says to redeem the Kairos, redeem the Kairos season. How do we redeem time? Well, we intentionally take advantage of it. We may need to repent. We may need to take steps of faith. Whatever the application is, however the Lord is leading us by his Holy Spirit, we redeem time. Kairos time is to be distinguished from chronos time. Chronos time is simply time like we normally think about it. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and so on. Past, present, future. Last year, this year, next year. It's the normal sense of time. A kairos season of time gets injected into chronos time, or maybe, perhaps, the end of a chronos season. At that time, there is now a kairos season, which leverages and prepares us for the next chronos run, if I could put it that way. And right now, I believe we are in a kairos season where there is grace for repentance and renewal. Think about what we have gone through in just the past three years, not to mention some years leading up to that. The exhaustion, the depression, the disruption. We are at the end of a chronos season, I believe, and we are positioned now in a kairos season, which will be like a hinge on a door to lead us into the next chronos run. And what is happening? in a macro-like way, in terms of repentance and refreshing and restoration, we need to pull it right down into the micro of our lives. I'm personally challenged to ask the Holy Spirit, just as David said in Psalm 139 at the end of that psalm, Lord, search me and see if there is any way of pain in me. Lead me in the everlasting way. I'm challenged to ask the Lord to put his finger on things in my character in my walk that I may need to repent of, frankly. You know, an intercessor type I once knew said, we have to repent our way out of things. We don't get out of them without repenting our way out of them. It's old school, but I believe on point. And so the first of those R words in Acts three nineteen to 21 is repentance. Repentance literally means change your mind. And it really carries the idea of changing your mind, changing your heart, and turning around and bearing fruit, bearing the fruit of a change in how we live. Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of heaven has drawn near or is at hand. Change your whole life in view of this opportunity. You have to repent to get into it, he says. Repentance releases the refreshing presence of the Lord. That's what Peter said in Acts 3. Repent that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. The Lord endorses our repentance with his presence. It brings refreshment. Remember, Jesus didn't say, come to me 
and learn from me, for my burden is heavy and oppressive, and you're going to be carrying a great weight the rest of your life. No, he said, my load is light. You'll find rest. There is refreshing in the presence of the Lord, even though this world is heavy, even though everything around you may be burdensome. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take courage. I've overcome the world. And we can use the leverage of repentance and the refreshing presence of the Lord to get through these heavy things and to actually make a positive impact under the reign of Jesus Christ. And then there's restoration. Repent that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, whom heaven must receive until the time of the restoration of all things. Jesus is in heaven until the time of restoring all things, the new heavens and the new earth. Jesus said in Matthew 19, Truly I say to you that you who have followed me in the regeneration, he referred to it in this translation as the regeneration, when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne. He's saying you will be with me then. The regeneration, that's what Peter is saying, the times of restoration of all things in Acts 3. We know this is coming. It's on the horizon. It's likely um, the beginning waves of that of that phenomena is likely closer than we think. And yet, here's the truth. Please hear me on this. We can begin to live now in the kingdom dynamic of that time when all things will be restored. I'm going to say this next little sentence three times. We are present future people. Okay? We are present future people. We're not just present people. We're certainly not past people. We are present future people. The future has broken into this age in the life and ministry of Jesus Christ and his kingdom. In Hebrews 6, it says that we can taste the powers of that age, that next age, which is to come. That's the regeneration, as Jesus referred to it. That's the period of the restoration of all things, as Peter referred to it. In Hebrews chapter 6, 4 to 5, it lists five elements. Five elements. Hebrews 6, 4 to 5. It says, one, we can be enlightened. Two, we can taste of the heavenly gift. This is all in the now, my friend. Three, we have been made partakers of the Holy Spirit. Four, we have tasted the good word of God. And five, we have tasted the powers of the age to come. So this is the opportunity. Repentance, refreshing comes and restoration. And Peter says in Acts 3, whom heaven must receive, Jesus, until that time of the restoration of all things. But we're also saying, as we look at the larger sweep of Scripture and come into more understanding, that we taste now of that restoration. If somebody is healed under the dynamic of the kingdom of God in their physical body, what is that? That is a foretasting of the powers of the age to come when everything will be healed. Heavens and earth, everything will be renewed. All pain will be eliminated. 
every, every dysfunction, every twisting will be made straight. But we experience healing now as a witness of that age which is to come and of the one who brings that age, King Jesus. If somebody is freed from demonic power, if a dark power is displaced from an individual's life, deliverance, Jesus talked about this. He said to go out and proclaim the kingdom and heal and, and deal with Satan, break the oppression of Satan off of people's lives. First John 3, 8 says the Son of Man has appeared for this purpose, that he may destroy the works of the evil one. Well, what is that? What is deliverance? That is a foretasting of the age to come in which all evil will be displaced and only righteousness will dwell in the new heavens and the new earth. So I'm saying we can repent, we can go through cycles of repentance, and we can be refreshed, and we can begin to taste now of restoration, that restoration that Jesus called the regeneration. We are regenerated right now as being born again. But we can see now as a witness things regened or regenerated in our personal world and in our circle of influence. Now, Father, we come before you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, in his stead, under his name, his power of attorney. We come before you under Jesus' rights as firstborn over all creation. We ask that you would grant us the grace of a deep and clear repentance. Holy Spirit, that you would put your finger on things in our lives that are holding us back or limiting us in some way. And that we would repent, that we would turn, that we would change, and that we would begin to experience new waves of refreshment from the presence of the Lord, and that we would, we would begin to sample restoration now, here, that we would sample the regeneration of all things. Thank you, Father. We commit it to you, Lord, in Jesus' name, and we praise you. Show notes page for this episode, jesussmart.com slash 270. Thank you for sharing and passing this episode along to your friends and contacts that you think would value it. Keep walking with him and you're going to catch his brilliance in a unique way. Catch you next time.